Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Coming up in this edition of TV Black Box, serious crime allegations shock a major TV network. Aussie celebrities under attack for supporting the voice to parliament. And Sarah Stinson, the director of Morning TV at Channel 7, she reveals the secret to the success of Sunrise and The Morning Show. Welcome to the podcast where people in the industry get their news. This is TV Black Box. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is TV Black Box, bringing you the inside goss from the TV industry. Hello there, I'm Rob McKnight. Thank you for your company. I've got a feeling things are going to get crazy. And one of the people we're going to get crazy with is none other than David Robbo Robinson, presenter extraordinaire. Hello, Robbo. Hello there, Rob. And also, look, a very big uh, happy Father's Day to the fathers on the podcast and also all the big daddies out there. I- I've met a few big daddies <laughs> in my time. Um, uh, weirdly, when I look back on it, they... They don't have kids, but they like to. They like me to call them yeah. Big Daddy. Uh, yeah. So happy, happy Father's Day to the Big Daddies and also the the, the Big Daddies here on the podcast. So, uh. what I love is it never ceases to be awkward when we say good day to Robbo. <laughs> uh, Abby Mickelson is here. Uh, starts her job at the Today Show Woo! tomorrow. Hello, Abby. Yay! Hello, Rob. Um, I am recording tonight on Darramurugul land and would like to pay my respects to the traditional custodians of this land. And yes, I am very excited. And so, Abby, just a really quick question. Yeah. Who do you wake up with? Today, of course. <laughs> yeah, no one on. else. Come Never on. anyone Not else. Not just today, weekend today. Exactly. That's yeah. the best one. I mean, the weekday version is rubbish. No, like it. Let's it's, calm it's, down. It's, Let's chill out a little week, bit. With the, I don't think it works that way, Robbo. I don't think it works that way. We'll be talking. We will be talking more. TV with Sarah Stinson. We have a lot of balance on this show. I'm working at Channel 7. Abby's working at Channel 9. Robbo and I aren't working. <laughs> well, that voice is is none other than the viewer's advocate, Steve Mulk. Hello, Mulky. Yes, hello, Rob. Abby, Robbo. Hello, everyone. I'm recording tonight on the land of the dark and jungle, uh, and I would pay my respects to their elders past and present, and I just want to represent friends... Upfronts are upon us. Smell that. Mm, PR. Mm. And just to celebrate, <laughs> just to celebrate tonight, I'm wearing my Mulk personalised Lego shirt that I got from the Channel Line Upfronts two years ago. It must oh, be fabulous. so much fun, though, to be invited yeah, to these. Oh, Robbo, I mean, let me. It's really great, Robbo. I are never invited. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you guys have it is, a lovely time, oh, and I hope you get so another cool. nice t-shirt, Mulk. I hope. Yeah, yeah. I will. For and I'm going to have it say Abby, and I'm going to wear. And Mulk will have matching t-shirts if they do that. <laughs> Actually, I might get it to say Robbo just to piss him off. Yeah, I like that. All right, yes, Mulk and I will be at the Channel Nine upfronts on Wednesday. Afternoon slash evening, and we will be bringing you a debrief and hopefully Mug's traditional interview with Hamish oh, it Turner is confirmed, uh, in the in the coming days. Oh, it, it is. is confirmed. 
Guys, 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 well, his name is Hamish Blake. Thanks, <laughs> oh, mate. Turner is, Turner is his maiden name. It's Hamish Blake. <laughs> He's a big star, guys. All right. Well, there is a lot to talk about, so let's get into it. And we start with a very serious story because a Queensland woman has been charged with a number of serious child abuse offences. The charges include multiple counts of indecent treatment of children aged under 16, multiple counts of rape, sexual assault, torture and assaults. The offences allegedly took place between 2005 and 2020. Her partner has also been charged. Now look, due to the nature of the allegations, the identity of the pair can never be revealed. Seven have not indicated whether the show will be impacted or altered by the charges. Robbo, it's interesting, when I read this story in the Courier Mail, they said there's calls for Seven to axe the show. What a load of bullshit. Because no one knows, we do in the TV black box community, we've done a bit of digging, but publicly no one knows what this show is, which show is affected. So this idea that people are calling for it to be axed, that is pure and utter bullshit. It, it, it is, and I think it's really bad PR. Look, the, the, the laws in Queensland, I, I think, are pretty archaic. Um, what, what, what happens a lot in Queensland is where there are uh, stories in other states, um, the, the story and the people are talked about, in Queensland they can't do mm. it, okay? So... That's 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 their laws. That's what we're not talking about here. Um, uh, but we will find out. Designed to protect the kids in yeah, those and, and cases, course, which is why they have of those course laws. Of course, it is, and, and, and that's sickly. But however, the, the kids aren't protected in New South Wales, Victoria, Western Australia, South Australia, and all the No one's protected anywhere else. It's only protected here in Queensland. Well, they are. There's a lot of kids that can't be identified when it comes to sexual abuse allegations. But they, but the, well, no kid no, can be. That, no that's kid right, can exactly. be. But the perpetrators can be. Mm. But Robert, my question to you is: Can you blame a TV network? When something like this has happened, you, you can't no. blame the TV network. No. They're, they're, you, no. Know. you know, uh, you know who you can blame? Um, the BBC when it comes to Jimmy Savile. And I'm using that as a, as a loose example here yeah. because everyone well, there knew were a about lot of protections. People, for him. people didn't yeah. know about this. There's a very distinct difference in regards to I agree. Uh, the BBC. Nothing was covered knew, up by Seven here. Hmm. That's exactly, and that's my point. Hmm. Um, they have the, the network has done nothing wrong. Um, uh, and, and I, th- I think that's that's the issue here. Um, there are a, a, a lot of other um, wonderful people who work on shows here uh, that shouldn't be at the detriment of what's happened here. Also, it, it tars a lot of people because Correct. the night yeah. it broke, I'm looking at all the different shows trying to work out before I could start well, we working did, sources. Yeah, yeah, I was trying yeah. to work out who it could be and suddenly you're looking at, at, at people that work on various shows and you're thinking Correct. and we yeah. don't at the time didn't know and the public don't know at what level is this a long-term presenter is it someone who has only made infrequent appearances or is only associated with uh, a run of one series you know the, the the people reading these articles don't know that i'm I agree with you, Robbo and, and Rob, and I'm sure Abby the same. We're gutted for the, the young people who've had their lives impacted by this. That's horrendous. Mm. Um, and and I am, understandably, I'm, look, I'm disappointed for the production company that make whichever show is affected um, because this happened outside their purview, outside their ability to be able to know that this had happened. Like, it puts them in a really challenging position because how do they, with integrity put their show on what without lifting the profile or doing ostensibly whatever shows do of the stars, the people on it, noting that, you know, there is this person or persons that have done these horrible things that should they be found guilty are going to jail. There is no question about that. 
And look, of course, if this story has raised any issues for you, there is help available. You can go to Full Stop Australia at 1800 Full Stop. Look, let's move on because it's one of those ones that has that is really, really um, something we. Can't we should talk move about. on to something really? easier, Rob, like politics. <laughs> well, in just over a month's time, Australians will vote in the referendum for an Indigenous voice to Parliament. And in the lead-up, celebrities are coming out of the woodwork to share their positions. John Farnham has lent his iconic song, You're the Voice, to the Yes campaign, while others like Julia Morris have taken to social media to voice their support. However, not everyone is happy. Julia Morris's comments are flooded with people urging celebrities to stay out of politics and some no voters are threatening to boycott Farnham's music. In fact, Peter Ford reported the comments page on John Farnham's fan page had to be turned off because of the vitriol. Abby, we are very different to America in that we're not used to celebrities spruiking politics. Essentially, people try to say neutral with, through fear of um, not wanting to offend. Now, obviously, there's exceptions to that. John Farnham has never been seen as a political person, even though he did a lot of sort of climate things with Age of Reason. Um, I am of the view that we live in a democracy and everyone is entitled to have their say. I don't understand this concept that celebrities should shut up. Every, there, there are talkback stations that everyone is invited into to have their say on issues of the day. What I don't get is this idea that celebrities can't have a say, right? So whatever your politics are on the yes or no vote, it's okay to disagree with people and still like people. I don't understand this idea that there are no voters who loved John Farnham but now hate him because he dared put his support into what is a very effective campaign. I think the yes campaign with John Farnham's You're the Voice is the best out of anything that's been in, put out there about this referendum, I think this is the best piece of advertising that there has been. Yeah, I don't... I've never had an issue with celebrities getting political on anything because I just think they're voting members of society like the rest of us. I don't understand. Looking at Julia Morris's comments, people go, how dare you talk about your opinion? I'm voting no. Well, if you're allowed to say that you're voting no, she's allowed to say that she's voting yes. Just because someone's a celebrity doesn't mean they're any more or less educated than the rest of us. I've I've never gotten this, aside even from this referendum, just in general, people always say this, always say that celebrities should just stay in their lane when politics affects everyone, including them. And so I don't, I, yeah, I really, really disagree with this notion that celebrities should just shut up and do their jobs, essentially. Part of part of the murk. In, I, I agree. I think that everyone, all Australian people that live here, have the ability to share their political views. That's the glory of who we are, um, whether they are celebrity or no. The one caveat or, or bracket I would put around that is, um, es- especially journalists that are on the beat that are covering this, so as to not compromise their. I'll say this and I mean it most generously, so as to not not compromise their journalistic integrity, um, those that particularly are covering the referendum or the, the political beat throughout the referendum 
probably need to not be making statements mm. about their personal views on it necessarily. Afterwards, fill your boots. At the time leading into it, I think you need to report the facts and not have people look at you and say, oh, but you vote for this or you're saying vote that. So how can I, whatever, whatever. I think other journalists have a little bit of leeway in that. However, journalists full stop. Well, that's hard. We now live in an age we, where we, journalists we have go on down the path breakfast TV shows and our celebrities and give their views and their opinions. They're asked to do that. We, We've long gone down the path where journalists are celebrities. That's the difficult challenge in this. So just saying celebrities can, can't share whatever is a, a fraught one when we lean into including journalists in that in that mix. I, I actually hear what you're saying, and I think maybe prior to this whole referendum I would have agreed, but now I actually mm. prefer to know what a journalist's stance is because journalists mm. do the best they can to be impartial in their reporting for the most part, for the most Mostly, part. Mostly, yes. But inherently, everyone has bias. It, it's just... They still have to vote. Yeah, yeah. But everyone has bias. It's just the way humans are. I would prefer to know a journalist is voting a certain way before I read their article about it because that then gives me more information as the consumer as to any potential bias. And I know that complicates things and it adds an extra layer. Why can't layer. they just do their article? Because everyone has bias. They just do. They can try and pretend they don't, but they do. But that's up to you to determine by reading their article then because journalists, most journalists, try to be neutral in their reporting despite their personal sure, beliefs. but say, for example, and I'm not talking about any journalist in particular here, this is purely sure. hypothetical. If there's a journalist who is a no voter and then they put out an article that I perceive to be skewed with a little bit of misinformation perhaps, that can then be explained to me by the fact that they are a no voter. They and hold so this view. I've, yes, they hold that view. And that then encourages me to look more into what they're saying and not just take it for face value. Okay. All right, let's have a look at the ratings now. Over at nine, the block is really pulling in great numbers. Sunday night's room reveal had an impressive 816,000 viewers in the five city metro overnight figures. The voice on seven is proving to be its strongest competition, edging ahead consistently. Only just, but still edging ahead. That is, of course, with the exception of Sunday nights when the block is dealing it back. Seven also had the launch of My Kitchen Rules this week on Monday night, which was no match for the block, but did bring in a reasonable 470,000 viewers in the five cap cities. But it's bad news over at 10 with the traders sinking to new lows. It's sitting consistently in the 200,000s with one episode at just 207,000 in the five city metro. Sunrise rates higher. Overall, it's down 6% on last year's season, but down over 20% in 10's target demos. Have You Been Paying Attention continues to do well this week at 543,000. And Abby, you forgot to mention that 7 Spotlight, despite 60 minutes having a stronger oh, lead in from the block, 7 Spotlight <laughs> continues to dominate 60 minutes in the all-important 8.40-ish time zone. and yes, 8.40-ish, that's great. And yes, I am a producer on 7 Spotlight. And we'll just and point out it's 12 weeks well? to 5, people, when can it I comes... Can I a little asterisk there as well that some of the social media videos about 7 New Spotlight actually rated higher than the show itself? Um, oh. Yeah, but they're, they're, <laughs> so okay. what? What does that mean? That happens all the time on, okay. on the... But hang on, I don't know... It was just a joke. Chill out. Cut it out. It was just a joke. No, don't cut it out. It, it, it is a very good point, though. Uh, is it, Robbo? Because um, a lot of shows get higher ratings on social media when you're just clipping up elements yeah. and 
I don't see why that's an issue. No, no, people talking about the show. More people watched that than, than watched the actual show was my point. Don't know. But look, we are talking Spotlight a little bit later because I know you've got an issue that you want to talk about, Abby, but so we'll we'll move but, on. Uh, hold on quick. But I don't see a wait, problem. Wait, 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 hold on quick. People are talking I, I about don't know. I'm getting kind of a feeling here. It's, 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 almost, it's almost like a vibe. Um, I haven't heard this being proclaimed for the last two minutes. Uh, it's probably been about two minutes since I... Who works on Spotlight here? I haven't heard... Uh, <laughs> I have to declare it because, how many times? like Abby and The Voice, I may be declared impartial when it comes to these things. I am impartial mm. when it comes to the ratings about Spotlight, but mm. on many other things when it comes to Seven, Nine, I, I work for Nine Radio, so I still work for the great big blue balls. And uh, yeah, that's oh, right. Robo expected a balls, laugh mate. then. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I expected bone. a laugh from um, Robo and got nothing. Why did I give you a blue balls joke? Yeah. You're both. <laughs> um, Too soon. Too the, soon. Just really, really quickly around the, 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 the joke that Abby offered, I'm going to offer there's a hint of truth to. Because particularly we see in the demos that our younger viewers, those that we would typify in a Generation Z, Generation Alpha, Alpha aren't really watching 60 Minutes 7 in your spotlight. I will give you that. However... They are tuning into watching the clips on social media. They are checking right. all that sort of stuff out. So there's a whole other. Some of them might actually a, go. I want to watch but that. This is and a problem. In. Those that are old enough aren't tuning in. <laughs> they are only watching the stuff, the clips on social media, because that is largely you know the that? only way that they consume their television. How do you know that because someone seeing a clip and, and like this week's story? Which is a big enough issue that we are talking about it, the detransition story. <laughs> I don't think story. these clips were making people want to watch it. They weren't in their favor. Some of the activists that came after me on Sunday afternoon actually came back after, to me after the show and, and it hadn't changed their views, but they did actually watch it. Mm. Mm. Great. I, I am projecting a little, Rob, though the demographic, the younger of the three <laughs> demographics, indicate very strongly that... Um, people in a Generation Z demographic are not tuning into 60 Minutes and 7 News Spotlight. They're not. It was just a joke. No, no. Wow. Can we push through this almighty. really? I'll change, I'll change corners here. <laughs> it is a really busy Sunday and Monday night for television. Yes. And this is besides 10 having a working dog show three nights a week. Um, there's no question, have you been paying attention, is doing massive business on 10, though it is struggling with a much poorer lead-in. The Traders is pulling it down a bit. Um, last night we saw, for example, in Five City Metro... Pulling it down, it's, uh, like, real... it's like, have you been paying attention, is trying to pull a dead body through the, the mud. Uh, the Traders is just weighing it down big time. And, and look, the Traders is nearly done, and the Mask Singer is about to land on 10, so hopefully that should provide some buoyancy. We'll see what that looks like. Um, for for the battle between The Voice and The Block, there is no question that The Voice was, was all over The Block for the most part, except for the room reveals. That was really where it started yeah, to, to, uh, to lift up and do its thing. And now... With the voice. The voice have room reveals? I mean, uh, you know, I was waiting to see Sonia Kruger, Gold Logie winner, hardly ever there. You, you, you cut multiple times. <laughs> yeah, that show does not need a host. That You cut multiple times to the not. family members, and then sometimes Sonia's there. <laughs> hey, Sonia, how are you, girl? Good on you, Del. And then other times you cut back in the same friggin' episode, <laughs> the next song, and Sonia's not bloody there. She's over at the room reveal on the block. She's not wearing the oh, same stuff. For God's stuff. sake. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, the, the the critical changes with last night that we saw in in time of this podcast with MKR kicking off in place of the Voice. So the Voice is now back to only Sundays for its you know run to the finals. The Block's still running four nights a week, and MKR running three nights a week against it. And, um, and the Voice is never as good once the blinds are over. No, and, and that's where it loses its hook. Mm. So it's gonna 
you know, taper. Uh, and I would say that M- this series of NKR, while it may have lifted on last year's and sort of trying to claw back against the block, it was pretty soundly thumped. Five City Metro by the block. Uh, and the difficulty for that is that those numbers aren't going to get above its launch. That will be its best almost exclusively all season, except for maybe the finale. All right. Now, if you think Abby and I were sniping at each other before, well, just get ready. More is a coming. Because Spotlight has caused controversy with its detransitioning story. And Abby and I have very different views on this one. Warning bells, get ready. But before we get to that, we'll have Sarah Stinson, the director of Morning TV at Channel 7. She's revealing the secret to the success of Sunrise and the Morning Show. And we'll find out what everyone's been watching in the TV binge box. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, Channel 7's in a brand new home. They've moved from Martin Place to Everly. It's called Media City. One of the people affected by that is the director of Morning TV, Sarah Stinson. She's in charge of Sunrise and The Morning Show and probably lots of other things that I don't know about. But she is here with me right now. Hello, Sarah Stinson. Welcome to TV Black Box. Thank you for having me, Rob. Oh, I'm very thrilled to have you here. So we'll get to the heart of everything. First of all, an easy one. How's the move gone? Okay. The move has gone so well. It was, we were in Martin Place for 18 years Mm. and by the end you can imagine, like it was like Tetris. So we had so, we had news, we had morning show, we had sunrise all using a fairly small studio space. Yeah. Now Martin Place served us well for a long period of time and it's a place that we will always hold dear to our heart. But you can imagine by the end it was, think of the smallest studio apartment that you've ever been in. Yes. Damn. Oh, it was tiny. <laughs> Messy, decrepit, the paint was peeling, we'd outgrown <laughs> it. So, yeah. And it's nice just to touch the button, not having to hit it <laughs> ten times because it's so sticky. I know what you mean. Um, obviously, one of the things that Sunrise moved to Martin Place for was the interactivity with viewers, but that got lost over time, didn't it, with the people outside? Do you know what? It's, uh, a lot of people raise that. Um, when Sunrise first moved to Martin Place, obviously it was it was such a novelty to have a TV show yeah. there live in Martin Place. And and the city's changed so much, like, you know, particularly after the Link Cafe yeah. um, siege, we didn't take the talent out there anymore. Then, you know, COVID, the city changed quite a lot. We had so much construction going out there. Um we see viewers more than we've ever seen before. We've always got, you know, Sam Mack out there with people. We've got our, you know, fairly new Katie Brown who's joined us. There's so much interaction. Um, viewers are going to have the opportunity to come in and see us in the uh, new studios here later on in the are year. They? And we're going to be introducing quite a few new exciting things are for talk- next year. Are we talking studio audience? Rob, I'm, I can't reveal that yet. You just have. <laughs> Um, no, we'll never go back to the studio audience because it's just it's mm. too 
distracting. I mean, you know, you've been down to the studio space here and you can see um, how many production panels there are. Mm. And then we've got the robotic cameras as well as camera operators, as well as a lot of people milling around. Um, But there is a lot of space to invite people in and, you know, it's always nice Do to some see. Events. Well, it's always nice to see people face to face, and particularly as the weather warms up. You know, having little parties together. It's interesting. You had a media event today where you took journo's into the studio, and I forget how how exciting it is. I get excited going into a yeah. studio. Don't get me wrong, but seeing them really unaware of how it all works and it's quite something that when they get to sit on the seven news desk they're excited or when they sit on the morning show couch they really get a buzz about it don't they no because you you watch it and it feels so familiar Mm. um you know people are used to watching our programs and then when you're actually in there and you see how it's made it is exciting and there's Mm. a lot of hustle and bustle and and here there's like the um there's a t-junction when you come out of the um elevator on level two and if you turn left you go to summer bay and if you turn (laughs) right then you go to you know um our studios and it's quite funny because we always bump into irene and um alf and marilyn and so when we first came here i was laughing with nat and shervo because I saw Raymar, who's such an icon, but I didn't know whether to call him his stage name or his real name, so it just came out, hi, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like the combination. But he would have enjoyed fun. that, I think. Yeah, I think he did, but it's, you know, it, it's what television should be. Mm. It's entertainment. It's, you know, the, the breaking news stuff. Um, and you can do, it is state of the art, like it's the best technology yeah. in Australian television. Well, you've been doing this job, the Director of Morning TV, for a while now. You've really cemented yourself. Um, but obviously, it's come off the back of other people doing it and, and and the sunrise and the morning show being on air for a long time. How do you find the balance of trying to evolve the show? Because you must constantly evolve a show, right? No 100%. matter even if you've been in the job for 20 years, you've yeah. got to evolve the show. So what's the balance between an evolution, getting your own ideas in there, understanding what has worked in the past and trying to hold on to that. We do. And you get the the great thing about television is you get a scorecard, you mm. know, 24 hours after a show goes to air. Yeah. So we course correct. I mean, unlike radio where it takes so long to get yeah. the, the figures in, we know really quickly whether something works or doesn't yeah. work. And it's listening to audiences, it's listening to viewers, and it's, you know, it, it's constantly coming up with different ideas. And if you weren't doing that, then, you know, you wouldn't hold the place that you hold. All right, sunrise is very dominant. Okay, so it might there might be one day where maybe today gets up, but that's a blip on the radar, right? Let's be honest. Sunrise is so dominant. Um, I'm going to ask you a very tricky question. If you were a competitor to sunrise, what would you do? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, do run, I give the answer? Run. No, I don't know. <laughs> do no, I give an answer and give someone a commercial no, advantage? I, I can see thought, your mind ticking over. I but know. I get it, by the way. Yeah. Because what you do every day, I feel, I don't know, this is going to sound like I'm I blowing know. smoke up your ass, but you actually do think like that. You think of yourself as the competitor, don't you? A hundred. Well, yes. I. Because I, I, I've I, seen you, uh, being here it, at seven now, yeah. I've seen you on a day when ratings might be down a bit and not even a loss, but you're like, what can we do? What are we missing? And so to me, you're acting like a competitor even when you're the winner. Yeah, well, I always say I always play like we've lost the day 
before. Yeah. I've, I never walk around saying I feel like a complete winner because there's always yeah. something that that I could be doing better or that um, I'm always looking for opportunity to grow. Um, I do respect the opposition where too, you know, it's not easy putting together live television shows, the amount of competition we do. You're never going to hear me, you know, diss anyone. I, I, I know this that. from personal experience. When you were the EP of The Morning Show and I was the EP of Studio 10, yeah. um, we had a healthy competition. And I, I know I certainly respected you and I felt that back. And yep. it's funny, I, I've never had that kind of relationship with someone I've been competing with. <laughs> I wanted to beat you, don't get me wrong, but I liked the competition with you. 100%. And I think we're all like that and we saw it at the Logies, you know, mm. speaking to the competitors. Um, uh, you know, we all get on really well and we all want to win. That's why we're here. Yeah. You know, no one goes into doing anything and wanting to come second. So how do you find the balance, which is something I didn't do when I was at Studio 10 EPing that show, I didn't have a work-life balance. How do you make sure you have that but still deliver the goods? And I know you've got good people under you, but I know that you take a lot of it on board yourself. How do you find the work-life balance? Okay, so firstly, you're only as good as the team that you work yep. with and hand on my heart. I agree with a that. A phenomenal, phenomenal group of people. Mm. Um, I it's a privilege coming to work. Everybody works so hard and is yeah. so committed and so respectful that it, it's. I encourage people to have interest outside work. I encourage people to get out and go to the gym at, at lunchtime. You know, so I think particularly um, you probably say the same. We all used to be chained to our desks and we yeah, didn't very sort much. of do anything else and that is not sustainable long term. Like it's not. Not um, I found that out. I think having two very small children, it forces you to walk away. Like at the end of the day, I make I try to pick them up from uh, daycare yep. and preschool every day, and then I've got those hours before I put them to bed, and that's yep. me and them as a mum. And then once they go to bed, then I get back online. So right. you know, the early starts have actually worked really well. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So I look one hundred and ninety. <laughs> That's, That's a lie. <laughs> Actually, one thing I did notice was how healthy and fit everyone looks around here and I'm like, I've got to get myself in shape. I know, I think it's the anxiety <laughs> diet. They're like, oh, why do you look like that? I'm like, oh, it's two small children. Uh, but it is. You know, it, it, it is a lot of pressure, but everyone has pressure in what they do. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Well, as you said, though, you get a report card at 8.58 every morning. Yeah. There's no other industry like it, really. No. And, you know, like that's the thing. It's a roller coaster that we can all laugh about. You know, some days are, you know, incredible and other days you just, you know, you might have got across the line but you're still like, oh, what happened in that region? Mm -hmm. What's going on? And, mm -hmm. you know, I think just remaining quite – grounded and yeah. you know the second anybody says that something's unbeatable I always think of that line nothing will sink the Titanic <laughs> um what are your hopes for Sunrise going forward as in um is it sustaining audience is it growing audience because obviously there's a it's a it's really tough out there it's not just a competition with the Today Show anymore it's a competition with digital online services people being able to get news from anywhere yeah. so how do you combat that we just keep on producing, uh, you know, the, the show that we're producing and yeah. evolving it. We've got 
opportunity for more audience than ever before. The margin is what's really important for us. We want to be market leader, but we want to make sure that the margin is is big. I'm proud that we've grown that margin year on year. Um, and so, you know, we just every single day we come into it going, how can we do things better than we did it yesterday? You've just had a major transition in hosts. Yes, Really, over the last few years, it's been a bit of change. Um, there's been a lot of change. Mm. So with the studio change and the host change and then all anyone was saying to me um, before that happened was breakfast audiences hate change. Yeah, but you, you, you've you managed to make it work. You know, there was a lot of media speculation that this was the time with Shervo coming in that today would be able to strike and it didn't work. How do you make that kind of transition happen and smoothly and keep the audience on board? Undoubtedly, the right person is in the position. Matt Shervington is such a professional. He is so dedicated. He's a yeah. top bloke. What you see is what you get. He, you know, he's he's been a professional athlete. He knows what it's like to train, to sacrifice, mm. to put in the hard work. And you don't just turn up and read an auto cue. You need to be across everything. You yeah. need to, um, you know, there are so many things happening at you know, ridiculous hours and yes. and it's about chemistry, as you know, and him, and, you know, Shervo and Nat do have a chemistry and you can't fake that and it's natural and, you know, you can see the teamwork yes. happen very quickly. And it happened a lot quicker than, than any of us could have anticipated. Well, I think that also comes from Nat because she's taken a very senior role around that table and yeah. she's embraced it in a way that yeah, um, it's not. I don't know if surprising is the word, but she has just taken to that role. You know, she's been on the sidelines for so many years, but stepping into that chair was seamless for her. Absolutely amazing. She has just. I mean, Nat is an incredible broadcaster. She's had an amazing career, and since she's you know hosting and her and and you know Koshi did it for a long time together and and an amazing partnership, and now her and Shervo. I mean, she's just flying. She, she really is. is. She, you know, she whether she's laughing with someone or holding mm. someone to account, she's such a professional. And making headlines almost every day well, because of the interviews she's doing <clears throat> and what she she's does. saying. And she's prepared. She's, mm. and you know, we're all quite similar. Like we're all, um, you know, we look at the show that's just been and we talk about things that maybe we could have done better and we talk about the things we're proud of and, you know, like it's, it's such a privilege to do what we do and we all take it really, really seriously. Yeah. Sarah Stinson, thanks for being on TV Black Box. Thank you for having me. I've worked with a lot of great female executives. I've never had the chance to work with someone as wonderful as Sarah Stinson. Um, obviously, I, I, I'm looking for a gig. Uh, oh, she's um, I, I think she's fantastic. I think she does wonderful, wonders <laughs> for morning television. And I don't think that we've seen... I'm it. sorry, Robbo. She's already left. She can't hear you. For God's sake. <laughs> she's out the door. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I'll keep sending my showreel. Sarah, please just open the email. Big shout out to Sarah. That was a great chat, Rob. Well Thank done. Thank you, sir. And, I, look, I, and I, she's always and very open. Sarah up. Yes, I, and and I think that's obvious in how that opens uh, through the conversation. I'm yet to take Sarah up on her very generous offer to come and have a look at the new studios at Everly, which I must do soon. Oh, I might come down and say good day, Malk. Yeah, um, look at you, Mister. I work at Channel yes, Seven. Yes, indeed. Well, look on that. In in the interest of fairness and balance, oh. um, I would love to have Steve Burling come on this podcast and do a similar yes. chat. 
I have. Yeah, I, no, no, on, I have invited him over the years. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I felt like I had to be enthusiastic about that. <laughs> I, I've never heard you be so excited about an executive before. You were like, Steve Bell, Ed the Bell. new boss, yeah. Abby Wellflake. He's fan. the fucking big best. <laughs> Get him on here. Come on. Best executive ever. So, Berlo. Berlo's got big balls. They're not blue. Berlo, the oh, Channel 9 PR not Jedi's. Not that invitation is open. I, I think Berlo's a good chat. He, uh, I think he's, he's a good more guy, than welcome time. Yeah. Great guy. Mm, oh, hang on, guy. Robbo. Is it Sarah or Burlo you, you'd like to talk to? Whoever will pay the bills. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Is everyone settled in? Put your seatbelts on. Oh, it's I'm about scared. to get a bit rocky. Because Channel 7 has come under fire for after their seven-new spotlight promo about detransitioning featured images of a popular transgender influencer. Grace Highland took to TikTok to her almost 700,000 followers and had this to say. Channel 7 kind of made it look like I regret transitioning. It's the most controversial story this year. Children are being told they should change from boy to girl or girl to boy from as young as 12 years old. Thousands of kids are doing it and regretting it. That kind of looks like I'm one of the kids that regrets it. I transitioned at 13 and I do not regret it at all. Guys, I'm literally 48 hours out of a breast augmentation. This is really bad timing. Why are you using my photos? Is it because my dad was on Home and Away on Channel 7 back in the day? Is it because I'm a public figure? Is it because I've publicly defended child transitioning? I mean, why would you choose my face, my photos? It makes no sense. Gender-affirming healthcare in Australia needs more funding. It doesn't need this negativity. And even though my face is in this, I don't agree with it. I don't stand for this story. I don't stand for the sensationalization of this whole thing. Don't get it twisted, Channel 7. All right, so the video has amassed more than half a million views and Seven did apologise and change the promo. Ever since, the episode itself has been slammed by transgender organisations and medical professionals. They claim it was spreading disinformation, fear-mongering and jeopardising the safety of transgender people. Abby! Mm. Now, here's the deal. Now, in, in your wording, which I've just changed on the run, you said... Um, the fact that the video amassed more than half a million views and prompted Seven to apologise and change the promo. That's not actually how it happened. So what happened on Saturday, Spotlight was contacted by the um, Royal Children's Hospital and mm-hmm. advised that the image was used in the promo of Grace Highland. Uh, straight away, a call was made to promos to try and get that fixed. Okay? Mm-hmm. So it was changed on air. Sure. And and I know that people know that sometimes I make the spotlight promos. For uh, I will say I did not make that week's promo. Um, so I'm not trying to protect my own ass. What happened here was that was changed, but the conversations, and you've got to remember it's a weekend, didn't filter through to the social media team, and so the original promo remained online. Mm-hmm. Okay? Grace has then done that video and and fair enough to everything she said because i will say that image of her should not have been used she is not mm-hmm. one of the people she being would have featured where the promo was changing right correct like Grace oh just yeah she didn't know going, unless she was talking to response. the hospital yeah. but it had been changed on air and it had been dropped until it was changed on air but again mm-hmm. yep. it hadn't been dropped on social media so that was the second round of stuff ups okay mm-hmm. but 
It wasn't because Can of I a backlash. respond to the promo before you go to the backlash about the show? Because mm-hmm. there are two parts of this. The promo, yes, as you say, a mistake was made and it was fixed. Even the replacement promo still heavily featured a bunch of people who have transitioned and who do not regret yeah, it. Yeah, but that wasn't Grace part of that promo. One, that promo was Grace just showing. Grace was the one person who spoke about it. All it was was replaced no, but, with other people who also no, are no, in the same position as her. But the key was with her. Grace... With Grace, mm-hmm. the promo was saying, and I can't remember the line, but it made a comment about them regretting it. She does yes, not regret transgendering, is, course, changing, and neither do the going majority through the transgender people, process. And neither do the majority of other people in that yeah, promo. I, I'm, so I'm not disputing that, but my point but is... Have, sorry. My point is that in the rest of the promo, it was overlay of people who have transitioned. Yes. Still with it saying... Thousands of people regret it. Meanwhile, we're flashing to Dylan Mulvaney, and I don't remember the Sacconi Jolie's daughter's name, but her. Still, fla- all it was was replace Grace with other transgender people who don't regret it. They are just have, have a much bigger profile that they would never comment on it. Dylan Mulvaney's not going to see it. The Sacconi Jolie's okay. aren't going to see it. So the promo actually. It, it's also wasn't a promo. Fixed. It's also a promo. Well, okay, look, you know but what? It was I can't. I didn't make the promo. I can't sit here and defend the promo because. Sure. You know, I, I've told you the chain of events and what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, in the interest of declarations, I have worked with Grace and her father. I have I facilitated an interview on 4BC with Sophie Formica and Matt. Um, I've, I've spoken to on this very podcast. We had him on this show um, a, a while ago and he, he, you know, talked about everything going on. So... Before anyone comes at me for being anti-transgender or anything like that, with no, what I'm going not. to say, no, no, but people have Abby I think Rob's, because in case I dared. Outside hang the on, income. because I dared defend the show and what was happening, activists did come for me, telling me I mm-hmm. should stop breathing, right? Mm-hmm. Saying I should die. So you know, these people that want acceptance aren't accepting of others. Now, no one wants to give the show good faith. That's fine. But I put it out there on the table, what had happened with the promo. But let's move on from the promo, okay? Because that was one thing, and it was really Mm -hmm. unfortunate in a week where it was a sensitive story that there was a mistake made. Now, mistakes do happen in the process of things. It is Mm -hmm. not journalists making the promo. Now, I'm in Spotlight, and when I do make the promo, when I've got time and I help out with promos and we, we bash out ideas and we work together... And I've got to be honest, I wasn't across this story enough to know. And, uh, you know, if I had seen the promo, I wasn't across the story to know, enough to know that that person wasn't featured. You know, I didn't know who all the talent were. I had mm-hmm. seen some early stuff. I'd made an early cut, but other things had happened. And, and I had featured the people that were in the story. But the promo happened to go out the way it was. And no mm-hmm. one's trying to defend that. Okay? It was a mistake. Mm. What? no one will give is the fact that it was an honest mistake and not trying to be nasty or anything like that. Yes, Mark. I, I, I absolutely understand what you're saying. I, I do. And I agree. Mistakes get made all the flipping time, not least of which in television, right? Life, everyone's life is full of mistakes. Yep. The, the really challenging part of the, the, the mistake around this one is the reflection that it actually cuts really deeply to the core for some people who have struggled their entire lives with their identity. Sure. And and to have, I mean, not least of which, and I, I appreciate 
the story. I did not agree with it. Mm. Um, so I'm not. I'm not discounting that. That I will say, best intentions were made to try and represent the facts and the conversation in in the story. I, I completely understand for many trans people to have the suggestion by implication, not even directly as, as Grace experienced in the promo, but we've acknowledged that I'm not trying to dwell there, to have the implication for a small number of people who have transitioned and then detransitioned, inferring that transitioning is a, a, a false approach to life is really painful. I don't think that was the outtake and of the dangerous. story at all. Hang on. I don't think that was the outtake of the story at all. The story was about the people, and Abby, you sent me notes saying I think it's 1% have regret of transition. Less than 1%, yeah. But they still have a story to tell. And That's at, fine. Yep. I know you mentioned, because we, we, yes, you have mentioned that, and I have an analogy, and I just want you to go with it, and just, because at first you might think, what is she talking about? So... There are people, not on this panel, but there are people who believe that if you are gay, you are a pedophile and a groomer. We know logically that that is not true. We know factually it's wrong. But there are people who believe that. Mm. There are pedophiles who are gay because there are pedophiles of every sexual orientation, right? Therefore, there are victims of gay pedophiles. Because there are victims of pedophiles of every sexual orientation. Yep. Is it, do those victims have a right to tell their story? Of course they do. Is it valid for them to tell that story in the context of gay people are pedophiles and groomers? I don't believe so. So in the case of this story, yes, there are people who have been victims of, crim- of medical negligence, of terrible things like that as there are for Pressure, any, all sorts of things yeah, yeah for any medical condition there is medical neglect all these sorts of things so yes there are victims who have been pushed into transitioning and that is awful and i feel terrible for those people it is a very small amount of people but those are still people who have a right to tell their story i don't disagree mm-hmm. with that what i disagree with is those stories being told within the context of Frankly, I'm sorry to everyone at Spotlight, what I saw as a complete propaganda piece full of just factual errors. Like, it was just misinformation. No, it wasn't so, full of factual it errors. It was. That's disingenuous. I, I, do you want me to list you the factual errors? Because I've got them. And also, it was you said to me, Rob, that I should watch it because then I would see that it was more balanced than I was thinking. To have an hour show, 55 minutes of the show was given to people saying transitioning was bad. Five minutes was given to someone saying transitioning was good. And it was an incredibly hostile, unprofessional interview by Liam Bartlett, who berated this doctor, who I think did an incredible job defending himself. So he's a professor of psychiatry, I believe. Did an incredible job of defending himself. But to have an You don't think he came in all riled up and ready to... But Liam Bartlett would ask him a question and he would give these factual statistics and Liam Bartlett would go, well, you don't care about kids. But isn't that the great thing? We didn't cut that down. Actually, I don't know how much of it, but pretty much the whole interview was was in there. I think it was cut down because the extended cut was then put on YouTube. Okay, fine. Um, Well, there you go. The the point being is that it wasn't just a 30-second grab. You know, one of the people... It was one of the Okay, let me ask you this question. Show. Four Corners mm. did a story with the girl in Perth, right? And mm. 
what they did was a story about transitioning and they interviewed her. She did a two-hour interview about how it had been bad for her and they brushed over, gave her a 30-second grab and didn't tell her story at all. Does that make that right, So though? where's the balance but in does that? does that make it right? Yeah, we're not saying... No, I'm not. I but my point right, here... Though, just because you can say Four Corners did it, then you can go, well, Sunday night I'm not. Do it. No, no, I'm giving you an example What's because point, Spotlight approached every clinic in Australia... And they don't want to give this story airtime well, because it's just, a bullshit hey, hey, story. Let me, well, let me finish. Okay, I'm sorry, go. They approached every clinic in Australia. So when you say Spotlight didn't give the alternative view, they absolutely tried to. But, but okay? Did they broadcast that, though? No, they didn't. They gave five Because minutes. they didn't. It doesn't matter. They didn't come on the show. As a journalist and as a current affairs And, program, by the way, we did we did broadcast the alternative view. We had that for doctor on. For five minutes. You never said anything. Can I say something to you? Can, can I cut in here? Um, and I, I think this is really important. Um, why I, I've looked at Sunday night's stories. Sorry, Seven News Spotlight. And that wasn't even a joke <laughs> to do that then. Um, but Seven News Spotlight. What is one of the top issues that actually affect the majority of Australians. Guess what? It's not trans kids. It's not. It's cost of living. Now, I want to put this to you, and I want to put this to everyone here on the panel. Um, who were the two um, massive advertisers on Australian television? I'll give you a little hint. Spoiler alert. Woolworths Limited oh, and, and Coles. How the, By the way, 60 Minutes matter. did a cost of living story on it, Sunday well, night. It doesn't matter, though, mate. This... this the, the, Trans but kids this idea that we have to only do the stories that are affecting all Australians. No. Current affairs programs dig out the stories that you haven't heard. But we, we and have there's heard been this, plenty though. of stories. Well, we there have been plenty Rob, of stories Rob, you've, about you've had, positive transition Rob, Rob, stories. You've had your, but Rob, you've had your time on this. You really you have, made mate. A point, but, Rob, but you, you have you, you've, you've had a lot of talk on this. I've said nothing on it. Um, I, I think that trans kids, trans issues, um, there are a lot of good... They're up. off limits. No. Can, mate, can I finish... You had a long time of talking over Abby. Let me now talk over you. What my point is, is this. Um, there are trans kids, there are trans issues that absolutely, uh, you know, need a... Uh, I'm not even joking here. I, I almost used the word spotlight on them. Um, they need <laughs> attention on them, right? Um, the fact that we're still doing stories like this as if it's a, a story that's just broke. This idea of trans kids, and yes, there are some trans people who regret it. Yes, there are. There are, there, there are some trans people who it, it is the best thing that's ever happened to them. Fine. Um, wh why are we still treating this on a primetime current affairs show as if it's the first time it's ever happened? 60 Minutes, fine, can do stories on Woolworths and Coles. Well, where is Seven News Spotlight? The cost of living crisis affects everyone. I said to my boss, the cost of living special on 60 Minutes isn't going to rate. Nobody gives a shit. It's, they're all affected by it. But what's 60 Minutes going to do? They're not going to solve the issue. And sure enough, they lost the ratings battle on Sunday night. So let's my point an to issue you that is that there is a any, genuine there is a genuine question here about the clinics and who's the affirmative. The who's asking the question? Who? Who's asking the question? Spotlight asked the question who, on Sunday night who's about the fact that kids can go into clinics and no matter but what who's their, asking the question? what their psychological condition who's is, asking, they can go straight in and who, go through. Asking, it is true. It's actually just factually. It's misinformation, which so is what no, Just because you disagree with Spot, what was okay, reported so Spot, doesn't make it misinformation. Spot, Spot, well, wait, 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 I agree wait, wait. with statistics, Spotlight is asking a question that we've already answered and asked and answered and asked and answered and asked. We just don't watch it. Oh, 
my God. For me, though, Rob, it's more than just don't watch it because it, it's not even... I, I do hear what Robbo's saying about there are more important things, but it, it's a weekly show, right? So you've got to get a different story each week. So I get it. But it's not about just don't watch it because it's about the harm that it causes. It is as valid as doing a story on gay people being groomers or maybe next week on Spotlight we should do a story on why climate change isn't real. Like there are some fair. issues that are just like, not but real seven, issues. But Seven News Spotlight they're will surely ask issues. that question though because that's a question that Seven News Spotlight wants to ask. Climate change isn't real. Are they so going to just, do that? You're just being, you're just being they, stupid. But no, you're just being stupid. Seven hasn't done that story. No, but, Seven but, Spotlight hasn't done that story. But no, asking. because we went against the grain on uh, against trans activism, against the grain of trans activism, against you're bringing the, the show down, Robbo. No, no, hang on. You're world. being you're, you're, this show, which has done amazing stories this year, you are saying is basically crap because they dared tell a story about kids detransitioning who weren't well, well, happy I, and I, raised I, I questions about the right what story. the process is. I don't is. think they did a balanced story. I, I really don't. I, I think giving five minutes at the end and saying, and, and not even saying on the broadcast, saying, oh, look, we contacted every single clinic. That no one we said. did say that on the broadcast. But, but you didn't give any uh, any notes. You didn't give any broadcast. And you know what? That's kind of reflective. What does that mean? Because it's reflective of the program. People, I don't understand what your point is, though, when you're saying we didn't give any notes. I'm saying to you that it's reflective of the program that people did not want to respond to you. No, it's reflective of the closed door where serious questions refuse to be answered. And I admire the doctor who came on. Good on him. He was actually ready to face the, the, the proposition of the program and how he had answers prepared and he was researched. And, you know, whatever you think about the interview, the great thing is it was allowed to breathe. You know, there was no cutting away to voiceover to say something different. He got his time on national television to go against the conceit of a show. And I, I tell you what, I don't see Four Corners doing that. I don't see other shows doing that. Where on, where do you get an open interview like that going against the premise of what has come before it? Can, and and I'll, I'll jump in here quickly, not to put a pin in this, but I guess just to sort of round some of the conversation together. I, I, I agree, Rob, there are very few forums on national television that offer the opportunity for people who are pro-supporting gender-affirming care um, to have their say, such as the doctor that you're speaking about did. And I'm going to offer there's a good reason why that doesn't happen and why so few people took up the offer. Or I'll offer, I'll give you a, a, a reason that I've heard from a separate, I acknowledge, transgender uh, affirmation group, particularly focused around supporting young people. Um, those places that offer gender-affirming care, particularly medical professionals, I, and I include psychologists in that, that jumble, do not want to be known in the public sphere because they become very vicious targets. That's fair. And people attack them I, I, physically. I'll accept that. They attack I, I, them I, I, online. I'm actually not going to argue that point, Malk. It, it's, it's, a real, it's a real challenge. So it is real tough. I but understand. But I think it also goes I, the I, other way. I put my head up on Sunday talking about what happened with the show and I was getting abuse. I was getting told to stop breathing, that I'm a despicable human being. Rob, and people that act in that way, whether exactly. it's about this issue... That's exactly, not, I agree with you. That's but not he, let, me, let me throw this out to you. What I can tell you is that since that episode has gone to air, some very high-profile people in the medical profession, names that we know at home, 
have come out in support of what we reported. We'll put their names on air. Put their names to it. You can't... I, I no, can no, sorry, say, I'm not I, going to... It's not my I place to reveal say, private correspondence. Just I like, just don't like after the fact and then... Um, uh, and anonymously, which obviously they can, but you know what I mean? Like, what I don't like is that these people come and go, great job, guys. Well, step up when you yeah, are asked. I do because agree with I that. believe you, I believe you, that, that, that Spotlight would have gone to these people. Um, they, they've, saw, they've seen the aftermath. They've seen how it was reacted to after the fact. And then they've gone to you, well, that hasn't served you. That hasn't served the audience. That hasn't served people who are going through it. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's why I would have liked... And the show would have liked the clinics to step up as well. Correct. No, no, but that's, I agree with you. That's my point. I agree with you. But can I suggest there's a couple of things. I, the clinics in general, as Mark said, there are safety concerns, but also this is not viewed by transgender clinics and by the majority of medical professionals, and I'm talking like the top associations worldwide, Detransitioning is not viewed as a legitimate story. It is viewed as a propaganda story. They don't get to decide story. what's a so story. These people don't want, but they don't want to be involved. That's fine. It's not worth it. It's the but same you can't way that a lot of scientists short, don't want to have, have balance. But it's the same way as a lot of scientists don't want to have a conversation with a climate change denier because their opinion is not valid. It's not a valid story. But people do detransition. And there is a difference between doing a story about people who have actually detransitioned and their personal story mm. as opposed to doing a general story story on gay pedophiles it is to me the whole issue was that and i just i'm sorry rob i cannot i cannot concede that this was a balanced story i just can't whether people were reached out to when they didn't respond it doesn't change the final product for me and the final product was you had 55 minutes of people saying transitioning is bad and well, that's a furphy the whole show goes for an hour including ads so it goes for about 42 well, minutes Okay, so sorry, 42 yes, minutes but five minutes versus five, five minutes. Five minutes of that 42 minutes is sure. different to an fine. hour or, you know, being five oh, minutes. Right. No, okay. it is I different you're when you're talking content time <laughs> because you're making it okay, sound sure. like the content point... was 55 minutes long. and Okay, sorry, it was 42. That actually doesn't change my point at all. It was 42 minutes then, whatever. To put that out there, and as Mog said, there are bad medical people in transitioning there are bad medical people for every procedure that happens so to essentially spend 42 minutes whatever how many minutes it was demonizing health care which we have to remember at the end of the day this is health care this isn't just kids doing a crazy decision this is their health and with a 99 percent success rate so to demonize that i think is really really dangerous and also not to make men any mention of the rules and regulations that do exist in Australia. They made it sound like you, these doctors... It's a free just, Yeah, these doctors will just do it. I'm sure there are dodgy doctors who have done it when they shouldn't have. But the facts are that in Australia, you couldn't even get gender-affirming surgery until you're 18. Very few exceptions for 17-year-olds if it is deemed as a detrimental risk to their health, i.e. they are going to kill themselves if they do not have this surgery. And puberty blockers and hormone interventions are not available without the consent of both parents. So yes, there have been people who have not abi abided, abode, whatever the word is, have not gone by those rules. And that's bad. But that is not the majority. And that is not how this story was painting it. What I don't accept is the idea that certain stories can't be done. 
I think. But it's but do you, we're so a commercial I'm, I'm outlet, and we this. do stories genuinely. that we think people will watch, and mm-hmm. people have the choice. No one is forcing you to watch this show. But as I said, it's it's not just about that; it's about the impact. But genuine question here. Do you think it would be valid for Spotlight or 60 Minutes or whoever to do a story next week on gay people being pedophiles and groomers? Personally, absolutely not. And I would say that in any kind of production meeting, I would say that. But that's so a personal not choice. Not every story is appropriate. So not every not story, every story is, appropriate is appropriate. No, absolutely not. But what I'm saying is, well, is not up. Th- I'm saying I think this is in the same category. But that's a personal choice, and you don't have to watch. People involved with but this show made the other watching. choice. But it's here's the difference. The Here is the difference. I don't think a gay pedophile story is a story, right? But mm. if Spotlight or 60 Minutes went and did pedophiles. it, I wouldn't be getting out the 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 flames and and wanting to burn the house down because 60 Minutes aired that story. And that's what but happens here. Anytime anyone goes has? against the transgender narrative, there are pitchforks ready to be burnt at the because stake. And people like me, someone who dared point out what had happened, being told to die. Rob, okay, none of us, I understand that, and I'm sorry that happened. We've all been on the receiving end of horrific shit on social sure. media. It's not reflective of trans activists. It's it just is reflective of, of trans a- activists because it's not. it was it's activists who would not hear anything little... else and wouldn't listen well, to facts. I've been and told, I've been to- you know, well, the, um, you can't you can't judge a whole group based on how one or two people. But I'm not on saying it's all trans activists, you. but to say that it's not trans activists is disingenuous. There are bad parts of any group. Of trans active, there's not. It's not reflective of trans activists is what I'm saying and my I know we've gone on about this a long time my final point is you say well then just don't watch but the issue is the message that it is putting out both to trans people and to people in society and when we are seeing trans hate crimes and hate speech rising exponentially every single Which you year know I don't agree because with. of I know, I know, but we are seeing that and we have seen proven links between the things that are said in the media, particularly in the UK and the US. This is kind of the first time Australia has gone down this route, which is a bit concerning, but we have seen direct links between those stories and how they translate into actual perpetrated hate crimes against transgender people. And so when you say, well, just don't watch, that doesn't actually help the situation because that message is still getting out there. Okay. Uh, and just really quickly, uh, just ending on that, uh, I, I think I speak for all of us here. Uh, a very happy 80th birthday to Carlotta, which she celebrated <laughs> on the weekend. She, she did. did. She did. And I was meant birthday. to be there, happy and I couldn't birthday. be there because I was down birthday. here in Sydney. Um, I'm very sad that I missed her. I was wondering where I you really were going, did. Right? I am sad that I missed her birthday. I love Carlotta. One of my most favourite people in the world, and I'm a good friend of hers. Even and- though she's trans? I'm joking. <laughs> No, no. Jesus! Oh, no, no. It's a funny joke. I was going to make the same joke. No, no. It's, no, dude, it's no, a funny, funny joke. So Prue McSween, Prue McSween posted a photo of the two of them because Prue was at her birthday and a significant amount of people in the replies were like, dude, did you know that she's trans? And it was just like, oh, my God. The Look, the really good thing. For herself. The really good thing is that we can look forward to not having people complain about this being all about race this week. <laughs> True, uh, now I'll just get shit for my trans oh, no. oh, that was the other thing. The episode being called The Gender Agenda. Like, fuck off anyway. <laughs> all right. After all that, it's time to open the binge box and find out what everyone's been watching. Uh, Robbo, what have you been watching? 
Uh, well, certainly, uh, I, I love Seven News Spotlight. I think it's a fantastic balanced <laughs> program, and I, I, I don't miss it every week. Oh, <laughs> you know, you know what? Um, I know I'm really late to the party, and I think this is what um, sets me apart uh, on on the on the broadcast. Um, I have tried a few times to get into Game of Thrones. And I've managed to get, uh, you know, halfway through the first season. And then another time I got through all the way to the first season. Um, I cannot stop. It has licked me in places now. That, oh my God, uh, this makes me so yeah, happy. Dragons would dare to go. Um, I cannot stop. Where are I'm you adoring up to? this. So I've almost finished the first season. But I am oh, just don't watch oh the last God. season. Involved. Oh, I've no heard this. I've heard this. But I, I'm just so no, involved. The last season's fine. But no, but don't watch the last episode. Uh, uh, do do yourself a favour. Really, really, don't watch the last episode. All right. Well, no, I, I won't watch that. No, I'll, watch, not. I'll watch Seven New Spotlight instead um, for the for the <laughs> final season. Um, but I think it's what it, lots of dragons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this week um, it's some very emotional stuff. Concussion in sport and uh-huh. um, basically famous players from AFL and NRL can't remember. Can't remember the biggest maybe games of their should, lives. Maybe we should ban brain surgeries though, because they're a bit risky. Oh, and so if you've had a concussion, maybe plus we uh, Richard Branson, oh my God, no. his new cruise ship I is coming to Australia. You cannot do a promo. <laughs> that's your no. That's your that's your blue <laughs> Forget you. What is going on? No, the Richard Branson interview is really, really good, though. I'll tell you that much for a laugh and a half. That's great. That's your two things. So that's fantastic. Thanks for that, Rob. So, um, look, if if you're like me and you either haven't been able to get into Game of Thrones, which was my problem, um, or you just haven't given it a chance, really give it a chance. You will love it. It, it, Mm -hmm. There's a moment, though. You should be watching a show that makes you... You have to feel like doing homework where... Do you know, like, you have to force yourself to watch four <laughs> or five episodes so that you can really get into it. I, yeah. I'm not that kind of guy. No. no. But it gets better with time. Like, once you get to know the characters. Oh, I like Game of Thrones. Some... I'm a fan. I love the whole thing mm. except the mm. final season. It's just and like you should lost, see, really. though, um, uh, the Lannisters have a great story this week on Seven News Spotlight. <laughs> um, uh, and you should really oh, check that out. Uh, the House of Lannister. What is going yeah, on? Check it out. Um, that's what I'm watching. I'm loving it. And also, Morning Wars starting in on September 13th. <laughs> Can yes. not wait. Now, Robbo, I think I'm going to go and watch Morning Wars. <gasps> yes! Oh, oh my god, this what? is all making me so you have happy. To, you have to. Uh, I think I've hit that point where I was oh, always worried so I, it was too, you know, from a time it's Geo 10 and all that kind of stuff. I just don't think I could handle it, but I think I'm ready to go oh, down. I think I'm ready to go so down good. that path. Yeah, brilliant. Do it. It's so a great good. show. Um, I have been watching. No, 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 no. You've been watching Seven News <laughs> yeah, Spotlight. About Spotlight Piss and off, Morning mate. Wars now. No, so. I no, just no, agreed no, no, with no, no. Robbo. You've no, done your you job, too. Um, you also did your promo. You promoed no, whoa, whoa, the story. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you promoed the story. That's not a review. That's not what I've been watching. That's what I will be watching. You can't. Oh, can we add that on? Can we talk about what we're going to watch this week? Do you know what? I did think, in fairness, because I know people do like Monk's reviews, and I did wonder whether he could do two shows that he gives us some feedback for and, and not, and then a, a, a few quick hits on shows to watch out for. Oh, shit. I've got, I've got my dinner ready in about an hour. So no, I'm no, but he just back. gets to go. No, he just <laughs> oh, yeah. gets to go. Uh, I'm loving just Ahsoka on Disney+. Plus. At Home with the Furies is another good one on Netflix. If he doesn't like that, I'm really open sure. to it. 
but we'll have that production meeting off air. (laughs) (laughs) It's three, two, Um, good. um, Just say who your name and and say what um, what agency you uh, represent. Go ahead. Um, but I have been watching at home with the news on Netflix. Only oh, notice in the building on Disney Plus. It was Mog's time then. Was it? No, oh, we haven't done Abby. We haven't done Abby. I always end on Mog, the big finale on oh. on the reviews oh, and everything oh, like that. Have you not oh, noticed that I always leave Mog to last? No, I always thought you chose random. I do. I do at the beginning. He does, and then, then I give Mog the big finish oh. at the end. Then he does some joke about okay. how I'm not going to give him to say anything and I'll throw uh, it in the closer. I, 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 I mean, that joke never gets old, I will be honest. <laughs> Abby. I've, I've never listened to this show that long, so I didn't know that you did that. Um, so Abby, this is what great you, for me. I mean, this is going to be a long one. Uh, Abby, yeah. what have you been watching? No one's ever said that to you, mate. Seven News Spotlight is one of your picks, oh. I believe. <laughs> I did watch that today forcefully. I had to have my eyes fucking pinned open so I didn't... No, oh, no, no. Jokes, jokes. Much love to the people. That's probably when the, the uh, pro doctor came on and you got a bit bored, did you? <laughs> oh, my God. No, I loved again. him. I even tweeted him earlier today. I'm a big fan. For everybody that's here, you've missed about 45 minutes of conversation. I'm sure it's been cut down. Probably all my stuff. He'll keep his. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> just kidding. Just That's kidding. not how I edit this podcast. <laughs> no, no. Um, I and you're all, I can like hear a collective groan, so just save it. <laughs> I have been watching The Kardashians. I'm not saving it. I'm doing the groan. That was involuntary. That was like a gag reflex. I grew up watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Big, big fan. I loved it. I know everyone hates them. I just think they're fun. Like, it's just something fun to pop on when you want to tune out from the world a little bit. Anyway, when Keeping Up with the Kardashians ended and then, like, six months later, they brought the Kardashians and they were like, it's a totally new show. I didn't buy it. I was like, they were like, no, that one was a reality show and this one's a docuseries. Spoiler alert. They're the Sorry, same thing. Yeah, um, was it because they went to a different I, network? Oh. Yeah, so they were trying to yeah, get out yeah, of their yeah. contract. They were getting more money somewhere yeah. else. And, but do you know what actually is I do like about this one being a docu-series as opposed to a reality show is they, like, break the... Fourth wall? Third or fourth, fourth wall? wall? Fourth. Mm. They break the fourth wall a lot more. So it's actually really funny. Like, they made reference to... They were talking about keeping up with the Kardashians and then they were, they, they were kind of like, but actually, no, we much prefer the Kardashians on Hulu. Like, they actually make a lot of jokes about it. It's actually quite fun. Anyway, oh, I know people hate them. those crazy Kardashians. Yeah, those with a K. Gals. With a K. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, a crazy no, with a K. Crazy that's their next. That's the, new, that's the next show when they want to get out of this one. They'll say those crazy <laughs> card. Oh, oh, did you just I'm say that? Someone else had a joke like that on this show. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, mate, great minds think alike. Yours must have been a fluke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this this series does differ slightly See, in I that it, it delves a bit more out of like the drama. The reality show is much more about the drama. This one is actually quite a lot more interesting. Like there was a very interesting. Mm-hmm. episode I watched the other day about mm-hmm. like Kim's ex- like mm-hmm. working with prisoners on death row mm-hmm. and things like that and she got that one guy mm-hmm. saved. It's actually, no, it's, shut up. <laughs> it's actually really interesting. Yeah, girl, Fuck, yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Fuck you all. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's mm-hmm. on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey. Except Malk. Fuck you all except mm-hmm. Malk. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. No, I just, people have this preconceived <laughs> idea by them just because they read mm-hmm. what the media says and they don't actually know anything She's about She's famous them, for so having just, sex on tape. That's not true. It, it actually is true. It's actually not true, and do not even get me started. So she didn't have a sex tape? You too. Please don't start no. again, you. Yeah, I'm, I've already argued with you enough. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it have you not realised that is our, <laughs> literally our relationship? <laughs> I know, and it's getting tired. I was like, maybe we're done. Anyway. <laughs> there you heard it. Heard it live on podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I just feel like anytime I talk to Rob, he's like, so what do you think about this? Because he knows. <laughs> and I'm just I like, enjoy the banter. Normal, what can like, I say? We just have a good, like, how are you? How is your day? Nah, anyway, I'm um, not that kind of guy. <laughs> the other show I'm in watching is, um, I'm only an episode into it, but it's the new season of The Ultimatum on Netflix, which I loved the previous seasons. This one, I don't know if it's because it's, a bit too soon since the last one that I, it, I'm just, I'm not that excited about it. The cast doesn't seem that exciting. Um, Nick and Vanessa Lachey are back hosting, which is really good because they didn't host the um, queer one and I didn't like her. I didn't like whoever that host was. But you don't like queer Nick and Vanessa, oh, yeah. Nick, She wasn't queer uh, and everyone was like, why are you hosting this? And she was just as random lady, like, tell me what it's like to be a lesbian. Anyway. Um, it's disgusting. Find out I'll see you right now. Yeah. Please, a foul taste <laughs> in my mouth. Oh, stop it. Um, so, yeah, Nick and Vanessa are back, which is really good, but it's just not really getting me in yet. But it's just a trashy, trashy reality show that I generally enjoy. So I'll keep watching. All right, Malk. Anyway. Bring us home. <laughs> anyway, friends, the two shows I want to talk to you about uh, before I give you a really quick smattering of other things that you should be checking out. You took um, that on board very quickly. Not even a thank you, how you doing? No. You're like, yeah, I'll use that. <laughs> we'll see how much makes the edit. <laughs> Congratulations to um, Jack Yabsley for Gold Diggers Season 1, which is now fully available on ABC iView. Uh, it's finished running on their, in their Wednesday night comedy slot or lineup. I really enjoyed it. I love that it was this this take of like the, the gold rush era Australia, but using a lot of modern language and modern references um, while everyone was still in period you know, costume and those sorts of things. I thought it was... Pretty funny. I really enjoyed Danielle Walker in in the one of the I lead love roles. Uh, but even a whole bunch of the supporting cast was really really great. Uh, and I'm just chuffed for for Jack that it got such a great response. So many people Gold watched Diggers, it. So many was it? it was I'm going to watch that and too. Gold I spent Diggers. a lot of time in Sydney at the moment, so I I need some stuff to watch. Great. All, to all of it is on ABC IV. Yes, Robert. I was just saying that I've seen a clip of it and I wish that I could pay my rent the same way that this clip showed that you could pay the rent uh, where the man walked in mm. with his dick out. And they, they say that. They say, why is your dick out? Um, and is that mm. how mum pays the rent? Fantastic. <laughs> it is indeed. I think I've seen that clip too. Yeah, yeah. It's a fucking, it's a great clip. It's All the kids are watching it on social media. Oh, right? See, that's how I'm <laughs> watching Gold Diggers. Sh- I'm watching it on social media, Malt. Mm. The other show that I want to commend to people is Mother and Son, which is currently airing in uh, the 8.30 slot, I believe it it, is. Is it good? Uh, Yes, it is really good. I love it. Denise Scott, Matt O'Kine. This is Matt O'Kine's baby. He he pitched the idea and has has largely been involved in in show running effectively. Um, Congratulations for what is an excellent extension or reimagination into a new context of what was a much loved mm, ABC comedy series starring of course uh, Ruth Cracknell and Gary oh, MacDonald. Brilliant. It's, brilliant. it's delightful and I particularly love that they didn't sidestep that Denise is white and Matt is not and that he is of Ghanaian heritage and that they just lean this in as that well that's who his dad was. His dad was Ghanaian so this is his experience and, and I... I've been fortunate to watch ahead, so I'm ahead of where we're at in broadcast time. And I just think that the relationship between Matt and Denise as mother and son 
really, really digs in and just gets deeper and deeper and the joke's better and better for that relationship. It is absolutely delightful. So huge shout out to Denise as she's going through chemo. Big love to her, but huge congratulations to Matt and the entire cast and crew, mother and son, delightful on the ABC. And ABC, I'm not been catching up, Rob. Three quickies, right, line up, friends. The Newsreader starts on Sunday night, season two of The Newsreader. Um, this is the drama about a newsreader. No, no, you're just going to say yes, watch it or not. It's the Newsreader, oh, ABC on Sunday, it's sorry. good or it's bad. <laughs> it starts Sunday night, season two. I've seen three quarters of it. It's Ripper. Wait, wait, Definitely I think watch wait, the there needs to be some branding here. It's either got an up mulk or a down mulk. <laughs> a big up mulk. That's big what it mulk. is. So it's, no, it's either an up mulk or a down mulk. Here we go. Three, pick up. Up, Mark. You know, every time you you say pick up, that stays in the edit, right? <laughs> yeah, we know. It's Do you know what? I think people have picked up on it. Walking around here, people go, they people make a mistake up, and they go, in three, two, one, and they oh, say, I, I, I promise you, I've heard people here at Channel 7 do that. In yeah, fact, Sarah Stinson. Sarah Stinson, Sarah Stinson did it. Oh, did she? Stinson. It's fucking copyright. Actually, I may not mention that. Friend of the show. <laughs> Friend of the show. So, um, and so the newsreader starts season two on ABC this Sunday night. Big up, Mulk, from me. You definitely need to check it out. You've made PSV this point. Move on podcast. to the next one. It's like the newsreader, ABC oh, on Sunday. That's a big up, Mulk. All right, well, I'll push on. Rob's regretting. Really, am. This ain't making the edit. No, I love this now. No, I was actually going to do the next two. Do them. On your way. Go, go, go. Right. Tuesday night, eight thirty-ish. The cheap seats on ten. Big yeah. up, Mulk. No, I'm, I'm upping Mulk too on that one. This is the best. And uh, because I am of the persuasion, oh. on Wednesdays on Disney Plus, Star Wars Ahsoka, definitely. Oh, Mulk, I'm getting up there as well. Another, I'm up Mulk on that one as well. <laughs> I mean, everyone is Rob. Let me tell you. You're welcome, right. everyone. You're welcome. You know what? It's been a ride. I think we all need a Bex and a... Wait till Mock goes down on Ooh, something. Hello. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Do you know what? It's been a big episode. I need a Bex and a good lie down. But you know what? The thing here about the team at TV Black Box, we might yell, we might scream, but at the end, we're all queens and we all love each other. It, oh, queen rhymed with scream. I went with it. Sort of rhyme. We not? Anyway. No. I'm down molding yeah, yeah, That's a down mold from me too. I tried on the run. Fuck you all. All right. <laughs> on that note, don't forget for all the latest uh, TV news, go to tvblackbox.com.au. It's where people in the industry get their news. And Abby, you want to say something before we go? What, better make it quick. Is it an up Abby or down Abby? No, I was just reminding you that you had a lovely listener that you've had oh, to thank. Yes, yes, yes. So remember the other day... When I said, don't forget, at the beginning of the show, they say uh, you can support this podcast. Well, I had a lovely message from Tariq, who went and did that and showed me the screenshot. He put $12 on. Are we making cash now? There is $3 coming your way. Although I've got to take out editing costs and stuff like that. So there's about $1.50 coming your way, team. Uh, just send me your BSB details. We'll get that through. That pays for my (laughs) McDonald's Thank you, Tariq. Thank yeah, you, so Tariq. how fabulous, right? How fabulous. Um, it's listeners like you who keep this podcast going. So thank you very much for your support. Can I say, no, nothing else gets a big up mulk like somebody that wants to support yeah. the show. You know, a lot of people listen. A lot of people don't admit they listen. But a lot of people listen. And <laughs> it's nice to get the support. So thank you very much. We'll do that again in three, two, one.
fucked. <laughs> All right, Abby, Mulk, David Robinson, thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Don't forget, go to tvblackbox.com.au. It's where people in the industry get their news. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.